This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Backbone. Sorry, sports fans. It looks like the rumors might be true, and Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre could be a bad person who was actively involved in a welfare fraud scandal in his home state of Mississippi, where millions of dollars worth of federal aid meant for the state's poorest communities was instead diverted into the pockets, businesses, nonprofits, and projects that had no legitimate reason to receive it. The poorest people in the poorest state in the country were robbed of their social programs so that Brett Favre business partners, and local politicians could throw a little more money on their own piles. Uh, it's a scandal that is currently evolving before our very eyes, with new information being released through civil lawsuits over the matter. But we should go back to when this all began, because it looks like there was corruption up and down the ranks in Mi uh, Mississippi's government. I'm shocked. And some people were so obsessed with famous athletes that they devised plans to siphon money out of services earmarked for the poor and marginalized, and instead just give it to themselves, and also buy some fancy cars and fund pet projects. By the way, this also marks the first time that a member of the FaZe Clan has been embroiled in a welfare fraud scandal. Uh, which is funny because I was, this was like Super Bowl promo, and I was yeah. at this uh, exhibition game, and it was, what a game. Michael Vick and Brett Favre, two quarterbacks, two going solid at it. dudes. Two people <laughs> who have absolutely no blemishes on their career, personal or professional. Well, and that's funny because, like, what Michael Vick did was terrible. Yeah. And he was rightfully, uh, you know, made an uh, example of in the media and everything. Um, what Brett Favre is accused of doing and almost certainly did far worse i would say like killing dogs is terrible yes unforgivable but stealing money from the poorest people in the poorest state in the country uh to just sort of slightly line your own pockets evil yeah it's hard to do the whole apples and oranges with this but yeah. uh yeah it, both are terrible this one if Favre was completely aware the entire time which it seems like at least uh, in the realm of awareness, based on some text messages, then yes, this is fucking evil. Yeah. yeah. And it also has a lot to do with uh, the ways that this kind of money is allowed to uh, sort of be used. Uh, you think welfare money, well, it's going to be going to, uh, you know, ways that directly uh, help out the, the people on welfare, for example. And, uh, you know, this, this lovely country, it's actually quite easy to uh, do what Brett Favre and his associates it's a, did. And in, in, even with... And Brett, a lot of the time, it's perfectly legal. Yeah, and even with Brett Favre out of the picture, like, I'm sure this is happening elsewhere. Like, this is it, this is just exposing all the ways that it is mishandled. Yeah. So anyway, back in May of 2020, yeah. an audit of the Mississippi Department of Human Services was released, which showed that federal welfare grants funds flowed from the DHS into two nonprofits, which then frequently spent the cash in inappropriate or suspicious ways. In a statement from back then, uh, when this was originally released, the state auditor, Shad White, was quoted by local outlet, The Clarion Ledger, that the report, quote, shows the most egregious misspending my staff have seen in their careers at the office of the state auditor. He added that, quote, if there was a way to misspend money, it seems DHS leadership or their grantees thought of it and tried it. So yeah, obviously this massive embezzlement case extends well beyond just NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre. It also includes local and state officials, potentially the former governor, as well as former prof former professional wrestler and now uh, ironically named former professional wrestler, Ted Million Dollar Man DiBiase. Yeah. 
Um, the audit that exposed this fraud focuses on the Mississippi DHS as well as two nonprofits, the Mississippi Community Education Center, or MCEC, and the Family Resource Center, FRC. Here's what they found back then. Mm -hmm. The two nonprofits used welfare money to hire lobbyists, often without paperwork, describing the work they were supposed to do. MCEC gave contracts to and hired family members of DHS Director John Davis, sometimes making lump sum payments. Brett Favre's company, Favre Enterprises, was paid $1.1 million by MCEC over two installments for appearances, promotions, autographs, and speaking engagements by the former star quarterback from Mississippi. Auditors said after reviewing dates and other details, they determined Favre, quote, did not speak, nor was he present for those events. Both nonprofits gave welfare money to a trio of wrestlers, Ted DiBiase, Ted DiBiase Jr., and Brett DiBiase. Some of it for work never performed, some for unreasonable travel costs. MCEC bought three cars with welfare money, each worth more than $50,000, for the head of the MCEC and her two sons. Further spending was on things like advertising, media outlets, sports sponsorships, private schools, and uh, another anomaly that could implicate Favre again. The audit confirmed with Clarion Ledger reporting that uh, New, the lady in charge of uh, one of those nonprofits, and her son had invested welfare money in a Florida medical company, Provacus, in exchange for the company conducting, quote, clinical trials of the new medicine on children in Mississippi. And Prevacus, Prevacus, whatever it is, it, it was a pharmaceutical group focusing on treating concussions. And it was financially and publicly backed by Brett Favre. And it looks like this company may have been a vessel for investing welfare money illegally. Cool. Mm. Cool. But yeah, this was all public information back in 2020. Why is it dominating the headlines again two years later? Mm -hmm. Come on. Well, it resurfaced earlier this year when the state filed a lawsuit against 38 people or, or organizations, including Brett Favre, in order to try and maybe recoup some of that money that was fraudulently diverted. And in ongoing coverage of the scandal, local outlet Mississippi Today got their hands on phone messages that were included in the case just last week from their reporting. Here you go. The text show that the then governor even guided Favre on how to write a funding proposal so that it could be accepted by the Mississippi Department of Human Services. Even after former governor Phil Bryant ousted the former welfare agency director John Davis, for suspected fraud. The newly released texts filed Monday by an attorney representing Nancy News nonprofit show that Bryant, Favre, New, Davis, and others worked together to channel at least $5 million of the state's welfare funds to build a new volleyball stadium at University of Southern Mississippi, where Favre's daughter played the sport. Favre received most of the credit for raising funds to construct the facility. I need a volleyball court for my daughter, please. And it sounds like it was like a dedicated volleyball, uh, like it's an entire Arena, facility, yeah, 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 which is stupid. Like, I, I mean, uh, dude, sports in the South though they make is a volleyball lot. big in the South. Uh, yeah, all sports are. All college sports volleyball, are. Volleyball though, yes. I don't know. I feel like I grew up in Orange County where volleyball is fucking huge, and even there, like the idea of a Nobody's dedicated playing it on the beach. The, no, I'm yeah. talking about courts. Okay, indoor actual beach volleyball is a different sport, Ricky. Mm -hmm. uh, smaller teams, different skill set. Indoor volleyball, I never saw a single. Uh, dedicated volleyball facility when I was playing, uh, you know, club volleyball when I was like 14. There's never been more men in an audience for a women's sport than volleyball. And that is just a fact. Well, they know how to market. Yes, they do. Now, it's important to point out here, for legal reasons, obviously, that both Favre and his lawyer have denied any wrongdoing and have stated that Favre was not aware that the funds came from a federal welfare program. 
But okay. uh, <laughs> yeah, if everything was completely on the level, Mr. Favre had a weird way of showing it because in one set of text messages that were released in the lawsuit, Favre seemed to focus on whether or not people would find out where he was getting money from. Yeah. Uh, here's NBC hmm. News. Messages released earlier this month, however, revealed that Favre sought reassurances from New that the public would never learn he was seeking millions of dollars in grants that ultimately came from the Mississippi Welfare Agency. Quote, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much? <laughs> Favre wrote in an August 2nd, 2017 text message to New that was included in the Friday filing. No. We never have had that information publicized, New replied by text. Quote, I understand you being uneasy about that, though. Let's see what happens on Monday with the conversation with some of the folks at Southern. Maybe it will click with them. Hopefully. Okay, thanks, Farf texted back. Weird way to talk about money that you assume is totally legit and yeah. uh, on the level. Absolutely no problems. Hey, no one's going to find no out about No one's going to find out about the totally legit, like, on the level money that I'm funding this with, right? Okay, thanks. Because I would love it if they found out. <laughs> Because it's out. totally legal and very cool. Just so everyone reading this in the year 2022 knows, uh, this is totally cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this looks as though it was a bunch of uh, crooked people running various nonprofits and companies that took money and spent it on a bunch of stuff they had no business spending it on. Uh, Favre is completely wrapped up in all of it in a, in a few different ways. It looks like he took money for speaking engagements and other appearances without ever actually doing them. Uh, he was getting funding for a drug company that he was heavily invested in, and he used or convinced those involved to use funds to build a volleyball facility. Mm -hmm. uh, Favre still claims he had no idea specifically where the money was coming from. Oh, geez. Didn't believe it was coming from a welfare program and has since started paying back money that he received directly. But Favre seemed to at least be somewhat aware that the whole process teetered on the line of legality. One text exchange between Brett Favre and then Governor Bryant went as follows. Favre says, we obviously need your help big time and time is working against us. Bryant responds, we are going to get there. This was a great meeting, but we have to follow the law. I am too old for federal prison. Then added a smiling emoji with sunglasses. I'm too old for federal prison. Yeah! By the way, everything we're doing is completely on board. Wink emoji. Don't send the wink emoji, then they know. God, jeez. Anyway, as for the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase and his uh, his large adult son, <laughs> yeah. the money was given to them through their church. A man of God misappropriating funds? Through a... Well, now I've seen everything. Through a, a vessel that is uh, non-taxable by law? Interesting. Never, never thought I'd see the day. They didn't call me the thousand-dollar man because I thought small. They called me the million-dollar man because I'm hiding it from the government. You know what's cooler than a million-dollar man? A billion dollar man. Poor Ted DiBiase. He'll never be the billion dollar man. Not at this rate. Not with the fucking Mississippi governor. Should have prayed harder, Ted. No. Oh. Uh, anyway, speaking of criminals, folks, they got him. Ladies and gentlemen, they got him. Uh, the Grand Theft Auto leaker has already been apprehended by federal agents, and everything that you probably guessed about them is true. In case you somehow missed it, someone leaked nearly 100 videos stolen from Rockstar's internal development Slack channels, showing in-development footage from Grand Theft Auto 6. Now, it wasn't great footage. It was nowhere near presentable. It had text all over the screen in a lot of cases. But it proved that the game does exist in some form, and also confirmed some rumors about what will be included in the final product. Now, at the time, it appeared as though the leaker had more files to release, but uh, was willing to talk it over with someone at Rockstar. Okay, 
But uh, they'll have to talk about it in a courtroom now because they've already been arrested. And yes, they are a teenager, and they are from the UK. See, this is what happens when the queen dies. Yeah, Society just falls into, like, absolute amoral chaos. Of, they needed the queen. Of all the times for this to happen, a bit disrespectful to do such a devious crime while a nation is in mourning, isn't it? I think so. But here's Kotaku with more. London City Police announced they had arrested a 17-year-old from Oxfordshire Thursday evening. While the police have yet to confirm why, it's been reported that the teen was arrested in connection with the recent Uber and Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks. The suspect remains in city police custody at this time. As reported by The Desk and reporter Matthew Keyes, the arrest of the suspected 17-year-old GTA hacker by police in the United Kingdom was part of an investigation being conducted by the FBI and the UK's Cybercrime Unit. And it had previously been reported that the FBI was likely looking into the recent hacks at Uber and Rockstar Games. A source told the desk that the teenager is being held on numerous charges, including conspiracy to attack at least two different computer systems. So what's crazier is that according to the desk, this teenage hacker was already previously arrested after being accused of hacking companies like Microsoft and NVIDIA, and then skipped bail. So basically, uh, police and the cyber crimes so he's a unit fugitive already before this. Yeah, the cyber crimes unit and the FBI and the London police, the city police, were like, "Hey, remember that kid who hacked all those companies and then skipped bail like a year ago?" Yeah. Uh, we should probably check in. This because does seem like something he might do. Yeah, we should see if uh, that kid's also responsible for this Rockstar hack because wow. it's ex it's almost the exact same scenario. Wow. Um, so prosecutors now, they've charged the teen with two counts of violating his bail and then two counts of violating Britain's computer misuse law. Computer misuse law. Uh, you got a license for that computer, mate? <laughs> uh, he was arraigned in court on Saturday uh, and is expected to remain in custody. A law enforcement source said at least two other people are believed to be involved in the attack against Rockstar and Uber and additional arrests are expected. So, uh, well... We got him. Good. It was who? It was this, the person everyone least suspected. The 17-year-old 17 17-year-old uh, ha incel hacker. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he's not an incel. But I, I'm going to guess that he's an incel. Well, he's arrested. He's arrested. Mm -hmm. Now he's really involuntarily celibate. Now, well, 17. Slap on the wrist. Get out. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it again. And, and look, there's a reason that uh, minors and adults are tried differently. Yeah. Because you have a tiny little idiot brain and you do stupid things like that. You get a couple years where you can do crimes. Yeah. Look, we've all been there. We all know how stupid we were at that age. Yeah. Dumb. Eating Tide Pods. Mm -hmm. Eating NyQuil chicken. Yeah. Just being a fucking idiot. That kid, he should literally be like, um, I wouldn't I was have high on NyQuil chicken. I started eating NyQuil chicken and then next thing I know, I woke up and there's agents at my door. Yeah, I was the, the dextromethamine or whatever. It, yeah, I was not, I was, a I was not state. cognizant yeah. of my own actions. Uh-huh. Too many Tide Pods. A couple of years ago, I ate yeah. all the Tide Pods and this is what happens. My brain hasn't been the same since I ate all those Tide Pods or whatever mm -hmm. they, they call them over there. The wiggly, wiggly Bigglies. Throw a couple <laughs> Wiggly Bigglies in the laundry. <laughs> a couple Lickums. That's probably what they call lollipops. <laughs> Lickums. Laundry lollies. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, here's a quick update to another story we covered last week involving Do Kwan, the guy behind the Terra and Luna coins, whose destabilization led to a catastrophic crash and billions of losses in the crypto market across mm -hmm. the entire market. It was beautiful to watch. Mm -hmm. You'll love to see it. Last week, we reported that South Korea had issued an arrest warrant for him, and it seems like things have escalated quite a bit over the past few days because according to the New York Times, 
Interpol has issued a red notice for the search and arrest of Do Kwon, the South Korean co-founder of Terraform Labs. Mr. Kwon and his company faced investigations by the South Korean government after the value of his cryptocurrencies, Luna and TerraUSD, plummeted and contributed to a $300 billion crash across the crypto economy in May. Mr. Kwon took to Twitter after the South Korean arrest warrant was issued to say that he was willing to cooperate with investigators. I am not on the run or anything similar, he wrote. According to Yonhap, the South Korean news agency, prosecutors responded by saying that Mr. Kwon was obviously on the run. <laughs> Despite what he says, he is absolutely on the run. I think he's, he's going to cross the DMZ. I feel like he could lead a pretty good life up there. The North Korea's economy is basically uh, kept afloat these days through cryptocurrency scams. And this guy did the uh, accidental biggest cryptocurrency scam of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. North Korea is going to be like the new Miami. All yeah. the crypto people are going to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Razzle Khan. Um, but I believe that Do Kwon, as the most recent reporting puts him in Singapore, which is a bit further than he's ever been. Oh, so. interesting. Uh, but very, also, very I think hot there. Specifically, I think because of like a non-extradition oh. thing. But uh, I think I believe once Interpol gets involved, yeah, uh, yeah, they can just you know shut off the passport, and then any going anywhere, they're just like, uh, you have to come with me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a story that will keep updating throughout the next couple of months, I'm sure. Anyway, let's take a quick break now and thank today's sponsor. And again, this one's for the gamers. Yeah. Because today's episode is brought to you by Backbone. That's right. Look at this thing. What's holding you back from the ultimate gaming experience? Is it the hundreds of dollars that it costs for your setup? Or are you the busy on-the-go type with only minutes to spare? Mm -hmm. Well, level up your game with Backbone, the universal gaming essential that instantly enhances your gaming experience on mobile. Backbone just released a PlayStation edition of their beloved Backbone 1. The officially licensed controller for PlayStation was brought to life in collaboration with the PlayStation design team. It, it honestly, it, it looks great. It plays even better. It's a PlayStation controller that connects directly to your phone. Mm -hmm. And we should note, you aren't just forced to play PlayStation titles with this adapter. You can play anything that you have access to, just like you would at home. Any cloud gaming experiences that yeah. you can access for your phone right here. Yeah, it's it's incredibly simple to use. It's something that I wish existed for years. Now it does. It's super simple. With the Backbone, even next-gen games on the go is seamless. Obviously, you could also enhance any of the modern mobile games, like I said. But, uh, you know, Minecraft, Apex Legends Mobile, COD Mobile, Genshin Impact, anything you want to stream on PS Remote Play or other platforms, you can do on this thing right here. So go to playbackbone.com slash todaydailynow to order your Backbone. And for a limited time, you can get free access to over three. 150 console games and perks. Also, Backbone is now the official partner of Diablo Immortal. Not only is the game specifically optimized for Backbone, but you'll also receive $10 of in-game perks. Find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash todaydaily. Thank you for sponsoring the show. But back to the news now. Yeah. And you know how much we love mascots here on this show. But once Gritty was unleashed on an unsuspecting world who maybe wasn't fully ready, we knew that there was no way to top that, right? Mm -hmm. However, mascots can still surprise us. And although he is no gritty, the mascot for Spain's transit company does, does come close. Uh, it's both horrifying and hilarious, but nothing could prepare the world for this thing's name. Now folks, meet the mascot for the 
Sadabel Transit Company of Spain. Here he is, meet Bussy. <laughs> That's right, kids. It's Bussy, B-U-S-S-I. Bussy. Your friend who encourages everyone to save the planet by riding him hard instead of driving a car. Yeah. And if you want to get formal about things, uh, the name is actually La Bussy. <laughs> so just keep that in mind when addressing this character. Hello, La Bussy. <laughs> Please let me ride you. Necesito La Bussy. Ahora. <laughs> Ahora mismo. <laughs> me encanta uh -huh. La Bussy. Uh, here's uh, Newsweek with, with more on uh, more information on Bussy. Mm -hmm. As seen in the video, Bussy makes its first public appearance stepping off of a Sadabel bus and posing for pictures. Joined by employees, they attempted to wow the crowd with a choreographed dance. Bussy has green ears, <laughs> green ears, arms, and feet, while their body has a variety of colors with lines similar to a map of bus routes. The tweet going viral has over 65,000 likes and 12,000 retweets and quoted tweets. Wow, seems like people really love La Bussy. World can't get enough of the bussy. <laughs> I would just love if, like, without any other context, Spain just considers this like a a, a huge win. Yeah. Wow, we're getting a big reaction out of bussy. This is this is fantastic. The people love bussy. Yeah. So while many focus mainly on the character's abnormal looks and haunting dance moves, we we've grown jaded to this kind of shock value thanks to gritty. Obviously. Yeah. Nothing is more extreme than gritty. Nothing. Um, but when you name your character <laughs> Bussy, I mean, you have our attention. Obviously, the local transit authority was blissfully unaware of the way the phrase has been developed and used over the years, and, and we hope that they actually just don't change anything, because everything else about Bussy is great. It was created to market European Mobility Week, and it was designed by an illustration student at a local college. It doesn't get more wholesome than Bussy. <laughs> <laughs> And also, it looks like Bussy's having a great time. Bussy's always happy. So yes, we love Bussy. We hope the entire world loves Bussy. And we hope that Spain doesn't change a damn thing. Embrace it. I mean, it's like my hometown, who refused to change the public transit name, despite literally being called Scat in the Scat Bus. I'm a Scat Bus! No, I mean, the implication is shitting on things. Oh, I was thinking of Scat Man John. Well, how fortunate for you. Get on the bus. Wait, hold on. Bus? Oh, it's Bussy! <laughs> Never mind. Don't Just forget we did that last time. Yeah, story. erase that. Yeah. Anyway, let's move over to YouTubers making it big. Mm -hmm. uh, usually when we talk about YouTubers making it big these days, it's because uh, maybe they, they sold a show to a big network or signed a deal with a record label or appeared in a national commercial or any other big breakthrough into the world of traditional entertainment. But sometimes we can lose track of just how big some online creators can get. Mm -hmm. And if you've been online at all in the past decade, maybe even longer, you've almost certainly watched a Dude Perfect video. We're gonna assume that you have and save a ton of backstory, but it's basically just people doing impossible trick shots throughout various sports. Yes, they just, you know, they film I for a couple hours. I assume they, they film thousands of takes nope, and perfect. post the best e ones. Perfect every time, just like the name says. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, so at least that's how it started. Yeah. I, apparently, their brand has evolved without losing what made it popular in the first place, and they are still getting astronomical views. But we had no idea, no idea, that they were so large that they are able to build what is essentially their own Disneyland. And honestly, good for them. Yeah. This is absolutely baffling. We simply refuse to believe it will ever actually exist. 
beyond these concept images because it's it's outrageous. But it's ambitious. Uh, so yeah, according to actual reporting and actual renders, Dude Perfect is going to build a massive, brand spanking new, $100 million headquarters, complete with a 330 foot tall tower. The renders of the venue are insane. It shows a sprawling, angry, cyberpunk looking building with, you know, some large green space there and just every other amenity that you could imagine. And as pointed out, it almost looks like the meme rendering <laughs> of the future if nothing ever went wrong. Yeah, the future if blank. Yeah, uh, it's a utopia for people who like basketball trick shots, I guess. Uh, anyways, here's the Sports Business Journal with the details on this incredibly ambitious, <laughs> potentially foolish gamble. Dude Perfect, the sports slash entertainment group that has amassed more than 58 million subscribers on YouTube, revealed plans for a new corporate HQ and entertainment destination that will feature a 330-foot tower. <laughs> Dude Perfect partnered with San Antonio-based architecture firm Overland Partners for the project, which could reach nine figures. This is going to be in San Antonio? They, they don't know exactly where it's going to be yet. They Because, the, like, we've been to San Antonio. This will be the the tallest building in the entire We'll be able city. to see it from every part of <laughs> yeah. the state. Uh, it's it's a flat state yeah. with no tall buildings till you get to, like, Dallas. Oh, my God. Uh, but so, uh, yes, it is. It definitely will be something to behold. Just on that San Antonio Riverwalk, and just you see the, the dude perfect tower just popping over the horizon. Yeah. Uh, so, um, it's crazy. And I, I, they, I believe in the, in the reporting further, it talks about how like the designers of this also designed like SoFi Stadium or something like that. So this is, this is like legitimate companies. I haven't watched a Dude Perfect video in years. Are they still just releasing, you know, video a week or so of them doing cool shit? Is it still just that? I assume. I mean, it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like that doesn't seem like worthy of a, it's a, its own production studio built from the ground up but maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something well it's also about you know it's like a theme park people can come do their own trick shots okay will they though well that remains to be seen but there's a lot of investor money that believes they will oh, and also man. about the location so I guess dude perfect is based in Texas I guess so they want it the, the desire would be that it's in Texas yeah. but they're open to other locations one of them is LA. Uh, which Abu Dhabi good luck this <laughs> that's the only place it makes yeah. sense or like literally Saudi Arabia yeah. or like something like that where it's just like uh yeah we have to legitimize an entire industry so sure we'll yeah. uh, we'll put that here um but yeah it's good luck finding the space in LA we can't even get a top golf here yeah I believe we do have one now by the airport or something but what? anyways oh I gotta look into that yeah. anyway the reporting continues the space will give fans the chance to attempt an improbable trick shot of their own quote when you can create a physical representation of what makes a brand so iconic, that's enormously powerful, Truby said. It was absolutely the right move for us in terms of basing the physical destination around that. Inside the venue, the design concept includes three stories of attractions, including a dude-perfect museum <laughs> that will chronicle the group's origin story. Restaurants, merchandise, water features, and outdoor attractions will round out the visitor experience on the multi-acre site. Surrounding the building will be two acres of public outdoor park space for large gatherings, as well as attractions that will be created in collaboration with Dude Perfect corporate partners. Our vision has always been to create a destination where families could just have an absolute blast in a very unique way, co-founder 
Kobe Cotton said. Uh, by the way, Kobe Cotton was recently the first YouTuber to go to space. Yeah, back in August, he flew on uh, Jeff Bezos' rocket. So maybe they'll put that in the museum. That'll be part. That'll be like the part of the museum. It's just like, and by the way, he uh, well, he didn't get to go out and do anything, but uh, this is a ball that he tossed around inside Blue yeah. Origin. It's kind of hard to make trick shots in zero gravity. Yeah, it's a lot harder. It just kind of floats there. He's mastered normal G, but zero G, a lot harder. It is wild though, cause like because I haven't paid attention to them in so long, I was just like, it's like one of those things where it's like. Yeah, I, I assume that the slow-mo guys are still out there doing their thing. Yeah. There's always going to be things to film in slow motion, just and like it's, there's going to be always trick shots lucrative to do. So it's content. Like, I'm sure they're making a ton of money, but, like, once you start talking about something like this, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just don't... How, I, I think how, they've been, like, merchandising, too, but, like, but that's the thing. This feels so outrageous that it... it I, the last time something this big was proposed from YouTubers, it was when fucking those guys... The Fine Brothers tried to copyright the word React or trademark the word yeah. React. Where it was just like, I think your ambitions have outgrown what reality could be. Having said that, this could get built. And boy, would we look dumb if this literal, what looks like the Avengers campus, was built for a yeah. YouTube show. I mean, I'm not making any predictions here. I just feel really out of touch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't wrap my head around this. Uh huh. Just, just, okay, think about like a Dave and Buster's. And then like scale that down to what the size of this and just that's how kind of crazy this is. Like this isn't just a, you know, hey, this uh, Dollar Tree uh, went out of business or whatever. We should make like a dude perfect, uh, like, you know, fun zone in here. Yeah. No, this is this is this is an, an entire city will be built around this. This will be the focal point of a fucking city. Well, best of luck to everyone involved. Yeah. I yeah, I'm very very intrigued to where this where this goes or if it goes anywhere. If anything happens, it'll be years from now and we'll have forgotten about also it. Also announcing this like right as we're like pretty much oh, officially in a recession. There like, is, it's weird. The timing couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> you know what? We should build a like thousand acre compound based off a YouTube channel. Oh, it looks cool. Yeah, and when it inevitably <laughs> fails, it can be turned into low income housing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm over at the Dude Perfect Duplex. We're just funneling some welfare money into the Dude Perfect Duplex. That's uh, the only thing. It's like, yeah, good luck to them. $100 million <laughs> is a lot of money, though. They should definitely check to make sure it's not coming from the state's <laughs> welfare allocation. That would be no, the one it's thing. it's cool. Brett Favre gave us his guy's number. It's all on the level. We just spoke with Greg Abbott, who assured us. He said, first of all, don't call me piss baby. Second of all, yes, you can have your gigantic Dude Perfect. We have the perfect funding source. Harvesting the organs of illegal immigrants. Yes, but not their babies. No, that would be wrong. The dude perfect baby factory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyways, can't wait to see the finished product and I can't wait to pay $50 to throw a basketball off a really tall tower, I guess. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Please, if you haven't already, check out our most, <laughs> it's a very important, welcome to a very important episode of yeah. Weekly Weird News where we tell you to do not eat chicken that's been Boiled in NyQuil. And somehow not demonetized, even though it's like just a video full of terrible advice. Yeah, and like the other day, nothing wrong with the video. Huh. Instantly demonetized and never overturned. Oh, interesting. What a great system. Uh, speaking of that other video, that's News Dump. And that was demonetized, so go hit the thank button on that if you really <laughs> want to help out. But uh, big shout out to our 5,000 likers. We love you. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. We'll see you soon for some tech news. Bye. Bye.